Recruiting Basics, Foundations for Athletic Scholarship Success, Part 1. This is the Recruit Me Athletic Scholarship Podcast, Episode Number 197. Welcome to the world's longest-running podcast on recruiting and athletic scholarships. I'm John Fugler. As an athletic scholarship coach and a recruiting author, I want to help you as a family succeed in the recruiting world and get a scholarship for your student-athlete. As a dad of two scholarship athletes myself and the CEO of Recruit Me, well, I want to help you big time. And the sponsor of this episode is my book, The Athletic Scholarship 24-Month Recruiting Planner and Journal, your all-in-one resource for a successful recruiting experience. It's available on Amazon. Well, you got to have the basics. You can't build your house on sand. If you do, it's just going to fall in to a sinkhole. Well, we want to get your recruiting experience built on a solid foundation, on cement, on bricks, whatever it takes to lay that foundation. We're going to do it. And I've got an eight-part series for you that will do just that. I call it Recruiting Basics. And this is a foundation for athletic scholarship success. And we're going to go through some things over the next few weeks here just to lay these for you. It's good to be reminded of that. You might be familiar with some of these, probably not all of them. Or you're saying, yeah, I remember that. We did this. We did it the right way when we got started, but we're a little bit off track and the foundation is a little bit shaky right now. I hope that as we go through these, you'll develop a strong foundation. If you're just getting started in the recruiting process, this is a must for you. This series is a must. We're going to go through these eight basics. Make sure that you listen with your son or daughter if you're a parent and athlete. If you're listening right now, then uh, maybe get your parents around here. Uh, uh, Share this episode with them. Share it with other families because this series is one that, like I said, it's going to lay the foundation. It's going to make a difference whether you succeed or fail in the recruiting and scholarship process. I truly believe that. I've seen families that have followed through on these things and they have succeeded. Well, let's hit the first of the eight basics, uh, recruiting basic, your foundation for athletic scholarship success. One of the things that gets in our minds as parents and as athletes is that talent gets you a scholarship. And that's only partially true because talent doesn't get you attention. Talent doesn't always put you on a coach's radar. In fact, most of the time, a coach doesn't even know that you exist at a school that you want to compete at. As you wait for them to find you, it doesn't happen most of the time. Sure, the the top, top percent, those blue chip top athletes in the country or in the state, they're the ones that get the attention. But most scholarship athletes never just get discovered. And that fallacy has been the downfall of so many families through the years. So many athletes who deserve an athletic scholarship never get one because they wait. So the very first recruiting basic I want to share with you is take the initiative. Take the initiative. In my own experience, when I was a a junior in high school, there were four schools that I had a relationship with. One of them, my high school coach knew the coach at that school and actually arranged for me to have a tryout with that school. Back then, you could do that. In NAIA, you can still do that. You can practice with the team. But you can't have tryouts in the NCAA. At that time, I could do that. So he took me in person to that school, made the appointment, 
And on a Saturday, I actually threw pitches in the gymnasium for that coach. So we went down there and I got seen. In another case, it was a local school. And I built a relationship with the college coach somehow, I'm not sure, but we had a relationship where he was able to come out and see me play, but I went and I took the initiative to perform for that coach so that he knew who I was, not only as an athlete, but as a person as well. My family got to know him, and I was on display for that coach. I took the initiative. Yeah, he kind of came to me as well, but I didn't just let it rest there. I took that relationship further. There's another school that, to this day, I still do not know why I got a letter from them. <laughs> uh, I had not reached out to them, but somehow, some way, that coach at a D1 school reached out to me. And of all the schools that, of the four that I had relationships with, that was the only one that they just found me. One out of four. And no other schools ever found me. <laughs> and it took me to take the relationship with the schools that I did pursue further. I was the one that took the initiative. And then the University of Minnesota, where I ended up going to school, I took the initiative. I contacted them. I flew to that school. I met with the coach. I gave the coach my art newspaper articles. I did all those things that I thought I had to do. Some of them were right. Some of them were wrong. But I took the initiative, and that's where I ended up competing. So that was my experience. And these days, it's a lot more complex, a lot more complex. But this one principle, this one foundational basic still stands. You must take the initiative. What happens when you let your opponent take control of the play or series or game or match? You get crushed. You're always on the defensive in that situation. You're reacting to his or her moves. You don't get the chance to give your best. Your talents, your character remain hidden, and you lose the battle. But when you take the initiative, you gain control over the competition. You have a better shot at dictating the outcome. You have a better shot at winning. Now, in, in my career in high school, as on the athletic field, I was a pitcher, and it was such a mind game. I had to focus on every pitch. I had to take control of the batter-pitcher duel. I had to serve up my best pitches consistently. And you know what I'm talking about. If you're an athlete, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Parent, as you watch your son or daughter in those days when they seem so confident and they're winning, they're the ones that take control. They're taking the initiative. More than that, it was how I carried myself and what I said, the look on my face, all these things had a big effect on the outcome of the battle and the inning, the game. And recruiting requires you to take initiative as well. As I said, don't wait for things to happen. If you wait for coaches to find you, nothing's going to happen. You have to be the one who makes things happen. That's the biggest myth, I believe, out there that families don't understand. That talent, yeah, it may get you a scholarship, but it may not get you recruited or discovered or on a coach's radar. Don't wait things for things to happen. In competition, you know, if you wait, usually bad things happen. If you sit on your heels, bad things happen. Uh, there are a couple of people that 
come to mind when I think about this, Bob, who I knew from, actually, he was my catcher back in high school. He grew up. I grew up. We had kids. (laughs) He had a, a daughter who went through the recruiting process, and he said, yes, you do the work. That's so key. Yes, you do the work. You have to do it. But it's worth it in the end because you have total control and focus on your son or daughter. You control the outcome. You don't leave it up to someone who is looking after several interests. Now, he's talking about a recruiting service or a a consultant, but you're taking it into your own hands, and he's talking about taking the initiative yourself. Not just taking the initiative a little bit, but taking the lead, even if you do have somebody helping you. You're out front, and that's what Bob experienced with his daughter. She got the scholarship. Tim had a similar experience. Uh, He was unwilling to turn the recruiting process over to what he called a high-dollar recruiting service. Many friends had contracted with these services. They paid a couple thousand dollars, but Tim said he did better than most of the other families in the results. His son signed at the school that was the best fit for him. And Tim said the same thing Bob did. He said, it does take a lot of work. And I don't want to kid you here. Recruiting and getting the scholarship, it is a lot of work. That's why you can't sit back and wait. That's why you have to take the initiative, not just at the beginning, but all the way through the process. And we'll talk about that and throughout this series about times that you will have to take the initiative, those, those key points in your recruiting journey. Tim said that he told his son to concentrate on playing ball and getting good grades while Tim acted as his agent. <laughs> yeah, parents... You got to be taking the initiative. Athlete, you need to take the initiative. Coaches really want to have that relationship with the athlete. They want to see what you're made of. They want to have conversations with you. But parents, your kids are busy. You need to help them. You need to help them. And both of you taking the initiative. So in the recruiting world, if you wait, nothing happens. Parents, you have to understand that, as I mentioned, you're not, coaches are just not going to just discover your son or daughter. Athlete, you need to understand that you can't expect coaches to find you unless you reach out. The reality is this. It's your job to recruit coaches and programs. We need to flip the script here because we think that all the recruiting is done by the college coaches. But no, it's your job to recruit coaches and programs. I urge you, I implore you, to get this first basic down, keep it in your head and remember it. Take the initiative, not just out of the starting gate, but all the way through the process. Take the initiative. I've got homework for you, an assignment here, so you can practice this. One thing that you can do, and let me give you some, some background. I've got a question, and this is for the athlete. Student-athlete, which schools are at the top of your list right now? Which schools come to mind of where you would like to compete? What are some of the options? Maybe it's one school. Maybe it's five. Maybe it's 10 or more. But what are those schools? Quickly jot them down when you get a chance. Write them down. What's coming to mind right now, though? What are those schools? Secondly, I want you to answer this question, too. Why? Why are these schools at the top of your list? I mean, why did they, why do they emerge? You may have great reasons. You may have really, really foolish reasons. That's okay. That's okay. Don't be embarrassed if the reason is, makes no sense at all. 
You got to dream a little bit, okay? You got to dream a little bit. So start by making that list. What are those schools? Why are they on your list? And then what I want you to do as parent, an athlete, I want you to talk about this. Have that conversation. This is where it starts. Take a little initiative now. Get these schools out of your head on paper. If you've already gone through the, that process and you're already in conversation with schools and you're in the recruiting process, I would ask you to do this as your assignment is add to that list. Are there a few other schools that you haven't considered because you're not looking at other schools right now, but you should? You maybe have other opportunities. Are there two or three other schools that should be on your recruiting list? And second, second, if you're in a situation right now where you've been at this a while, but you're in a lull, things have slowed down, you're losing energy, what is that one thing you can do to take the initiative to get back on track? Go back in your mind and see what you've done that has worked in the past. What can you do to regain some of that momentum to do that? Take the initiative to get back on track. So that's how I want you to practice this week, taking the initiative, that very first recruiting basic. Don't forget it. It never ends all the way to your final school choice, really. You have to take the initiative. Don't wait for things to happen. Don't get back on your heels. If you do, either nothing's going to happen or there's a good chance that bad things will happen. Yeah, you might get lucky and everything will turn out all right. But that's really only a small percentage of you where that'll happen. For most people, for most, most athletes, most families, you got to take the initiative. Well, there's part one of our eight-part series on recruiting basics, foundations for athletic scholarship success. And I'll talk to you next week.